This is Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, and this is my co-host, Spencer. We want to bring you an American perspective on the world game. Welcome back to another episode of Fish and Fries. Um, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew here with my guy Spencer. Spencer, Chelsea didn't lose twice in a row. I don't even know how to deal with it. I Dare don't I even say know how to deal with it? I almost called an emergency pod. The fact that we waited this long says something, man. <laughs> Dare I say, <laughs> Grant Potter's on a little bit of a heater, my friend. Two straight. I know. Just oh, two straight. We may avoid relegation. Do you know what to do? Are you like having trouble figuring out what to do with yourself this week? Do you find yourself am, like unsure how to like function in everyday life lately? It, yeah, it's a lot. Like I could have used this earlier when it wasn't such a, uh, you know, like college basketball is picking up, right? There's a lot going on. You know, I could have used this a couple of weeks ago. We've, we've heard me get on here before and uh, have some... That's a nice way to put it. Choice words to say, even though I really I do think I I tried to keep it pretty level as level headed as you can when your team's just for no discernible reason just flopping. But um, yeah, I mean I think you've done a good job of like you know not really letting your perpetual sadness affect the podcast, the quality of the <laughs> podcast. I think we've done pretty good with that. So uh, just oh. I'm nice. Uh, like I said, I'm just nice, happy for you as a friend, just to see uh, you know a little more pep <laughs> in your step the last couple of days. Oh man! Speaking of pep in your step, how how are you doing, bud? Has, has pep been in your step lately? I know it's been a it's been a little bit of a good run for you guys there, but yeah, Champions League ish. looming. Yeah, cool. Uh, we'll, we'll attack that when we get to there. But yeah, it's been pretty good, man. Just uh, kind of what we talked about last time. Just super pumped for these next couple of weeks, man. Just really, really fun time of year. March Madness coming up. Just watching all kinds of basketball and watching teams I've never seen or heard of before just play and betting obnoxious amount of money on them. So I can't wait. <laughs> it, it's, it's the best, it's the best time of the year, man. I know we argued about it last time, but I do believe it's the best time of the year. So I am, uh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be talking soccer as we got champions league to get to. We've had some really good uh, kind of important, um, Premier League runs, I, I, at least two kind of like season-defining games to talk about from last weekend. Like, it's a big one. We got we got stuff to get to. We got stuff on this pod. We uh, we got another meaty one, as I like to say. But uh, yeah, let's. Uh, where, where do you want to start? You want to throw it to the Champions League, maybe first? Get into yeah. Let's. Uh, I, f- I feel like objectively, the biggest result we know is Bayern three PSG nil. Um, which comes from, you know, elite players like Eric Chupa Moting gets a goal, right? Um, I think it's Nabry, right? Has kind of the finish off after off a nice feed on that counterattack from your boy Cancelo, who I saw they also already don't want to bring back. <laughs> so, um, Sport I have questions there, but like, let's, let's start with the actual, uh, permanent Bayern players in the, at least, well, Permanent, uh, current, I think is a better word. PSG players. What do we, what, what do we, where do we go from here? What's the takeaway? 
Uh, I think let's give uh, Bayern their flowers first because I think I, I would yeah. like to imagine we have more on the whole PSG Champions League again thing. But uh, for Bayern, you know, 3-0, like you said, across the two legs, 2-0 at home after having the 1-0 advantage in the first leg. And uh, yeah, they we talked about last time after the first fixture that they were causing some trouble by Mbappe and stuff. PSG looked dangerous as he was coming back from injury off the bench in that game. And they had a couple through balls that were a little, you know, over the top ones that you know, made you sit up in your seat, tense up a little bit if you were a Bayern supporter. But for the most part, uh, I thought Bayern were pretty comfortable in this game. They really did a good job of frustrating PSG, never really let them get going. The only thing they really did have, it seemed like to me, was that, you know, random ball over the top FIFA type goal you try to get with Mbappe where you just kick it over people's heads and hope he meeps to it. But uh, otherwise, I I thought... Byron did a fantastic job. I thought their back line was super good. Alfonso Davies was all over mm-hmm. the place, I thought, for them. And yeah, yeah, they're uh they're they're looking like a real threat in this competition, I think, man. Absolutely. Was it uh I want to say DeLitt maybe takes one off the line early? Kind of yeah. would have been like what that that was like kind of the only but like even then I watched most of Earth, not all of that game and the highlights, and it's just like PSG, if you think about it, it'd be like, yeah, they got to go spend some money in attack, right? If you didn't know who any of the <laughs> players were, you'd be like, this midfield can't compete and this offense is like nothing, right? And they literally have Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar, right? And I know they didn't have Neymar for this game, but um, Messi and Mbappe are enough, right? Just those two by themselves, you would think, are enough. And granted, I think going against Bayern – is I mean, if Real Madrid didn't exist, right, we'd all be just talking about how tough it is to go against Bayern, right? I think is kind of how I feel about it. But I, I I keep just coming back. It's really hard to like, like Bayern just showed up and we're like, yeah, we're the better team. We got better players all across the board. We're better coach. We're better well run. You know, you guys have to spend a hundred million to bring in Neymar and Messi and Meanwhile, we get Jan Sommer of a donation for Gladback. So, uh, you know, that's how we do business over here at Byron, And pretty much everything is, is smooth sailing. I think uh, retroactively, we were excited for that draw. I think the only people more excited maybe were Byron. I think Byron were maybe <laughs> the only people more excited. It's like, oh, it's nice to do this now and not have it like hanging over our head. You know, <laughs> like that's so yeah. annoying. But uh, I mean, it. I kind of might maybe my takeaway from a uh if you're just looking at it from like my perspective chelsea or from your perspective is like it's nice one of them went out right like i don't want to play either one of those two guys so either way byron byron marches on and looks convincing is kind of what i'm worried about yeah i think byron byron were bored by this game yeah, I, I would agree with the convincing part of that for sure because uh, I, I think that's, as we move into PSG a bit more, that's the big takeaway here is that, you know, outside of like a couple moments in this match, like we said, and then the last half an hour or so when Mbappe came on in the first leg, right? PSG didn't look like they were of the same class as this Bayern team to me across these two legs. Um I think you said something really interesting there too about, you know, if you didn't know it was PSG, you'd think they need to spend money on the attack. And I think that was kind of telling in 
and grand, there's a lot of injuries there and stuff for sure. But in this fixture, like when they were bringing on people for subs late in the game, when they needed a goal or two goals, they're bringing on, you know, granted promising, very promising 17 and eight year old, 18 year olds, but they're bringing on 17 and 18 year olds that like we've barely yeah. ever heard of before in this with their season on the line. And you know, you, you can get into like the construction of the team thing. Let's let's unpack this game, I guess, just a little more first, though. And that, yeah, like I thought defensively they were pretty good. You give up the three goals, but I mean, one of them's counterattack super, super late in the game. One of them's a really bad mistake uh, at the back between Arabio had the giveaway, but I can't remember. Was it, um, was it Mark? No, Marquinhos went off early. One of the defenders played a pass to Rabio, but mm-hmm. a really tough spot. Yeah, I, I can't place it, but you're 100% right. It's just... Yeah. So it's just, you know, these these weren't like they were cut open goals. I mean, one's a bad mistake, which I'm not taking that away from Bayern. They forced that mistake and stuff. And then one when they were had to sell out for two goals late in the game. Defensively, they look like they belong, but it's crazy to say about a PS g team that you felt like the attack was what was the problem here the attack in the midfield and you know what what this team spends so much money on that's what seemed to set these two teams apart yeah and it's like not to i I think you made a good point earlier when you were like they kind of tried to play that fifa ball over the top right like this game just i mean psg are kind of a fifa team anyways as me and you always always bring up but like Three at the back, they go Marquinhos, Ramos, and then Pereira, right? Hakimi and Mendez. And then they got Mbappe and Messi up top. They didn't, but there was no cohesion, right? They didn't feel like a team that had played together. It felt like there are all-star games with more chemistry, right? (laughs) Like literally with like, I I just didn't, they didn't move the ball well. I I was, uh, I guess here's my question. What was their strategy? They're down two goal. They're down a goal coming into this game, going on the road to Bayern. Did it feel like they were all out attack? Like, do, do you, like maybe they were, but whew, that's not all out until attack. late. I don't. Not until late in the match. It felt almost like they. Which, granted, you're down one nil and you're going away. It's tricky, right? You you don't want to lose the game in the first half. It felt like in the first half, though, they they came out pretty well to start, and then once Bayern kind of settled in, PSG was pretty tight and compact at the back it felt like and we're like let's get to halftime let's you know make this more tense for Bayern which I can kind of respect that strategy but I mean once uh, they didn't do anything in the second half at all like they were and like I said they didn't have they look like they didn't have legs for it and they couldn't bring anybody off the bench of like significance at this point in their career just I'm with you the the real push was maybe for that first 10 minutes and of like the Mm. match and that that wasn't much of a push in itself in and of itself anyway. So uh, yeah, I'm with you. I I didn't see a really full like laid out strategy of any sorts either. Well, and, and and here's kind of why I bring that up and we don't have to transition yet, but we can. Um, But Chelsea from the opening number were attacking and pressing Dortmund, right? Didn't mean Dortmund didn't have their share of the ball and that kind of stuff. But like, PSG was down a goal going into Bayern, which outside of Real Madrid is the toughest place to go and score, right? They just hang the they hang the Bundesliga title there every year before the season starts, right? They just put it up there to save time. It's like, yep, we're going up into the rafters, put the next one up there too. And I, 
like a sense of urgency is just gone with this team. Um, and then you you make up a you make a good point about like they don't have any like firepower off the bench. Which, granted, I don't know that you can ever like start Mbappe and Messi and bring in more firepower, but like guys like Nkunku like walked out of there, right? I mean, they left, right? But there's a quote from him this week about like, yeah, he was really fed up with not playing and getting recruited over when Tuchel was there, right? Because he was on those teams when Tuchel was there, right? Mm -hmm. And they didn't have that, right? They didn't have a guy coming off the bench who could do anything. Right. And like just you can't not start any of those three guys if they're healthy. Right. And, and yeah, they're not going to be doing Mbappe or Messi or Neymar levels, certainly. But like when you look at the subs, right, like these are the guys like Byron bought in this game. They bought on Cancelo, Navri, Mane. I think Sané came off the bench in this game, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. you look at, you know, the PSG they bring on like. Bitchiabu, um, Zaire mm-hmm. yep. Emery, who's, you know, like 14 years old and might be fantastic, right. but might not there great. yet. Yeah, Hugo, Ekatike, like Juan Bernat. Which was like, like, yeah, and Ekatike was we like a big buy for them, and like a big buy. But like all the conversation this summer was about like PSG, not just throwing money around anymore. Look, they're making smart buys. And that was like one of those where they held it up as like, oh, now – now we're making smart buys. We don't need to make $200 million moves, right? And it's like, okay, but we're not going to act like that's not a huge drop-off. And right. it, wasn't, it wasn't good. Yeah. So just to round out this, I think we'd have to do the obligatory, like PSG just got eliminated in the Champions League, another disappointment. What does this mean for the PSG project question thing? If I was feeling really mean what i would say is a psg exit is usually just two weeks ahead of a manchester city exit if i was feeling really mean i wouldn't say that um i would never want to upset my buddy my my pal spencer here but when but the question you ask here for um what does it mean right what does it mean for the project i mean is Messi ever gonna like not ever gonna play for them again he'll figure like the season will finish out. I'm sure they'll win the title in France, right? But at the same time, it's like, if you're messy, why would you come back to this situation, right? Mm-hmm. Force yourself back to Barca, whatever, you know, Spotify, pony up, but you're going to raise my subscription price by a whole like $3 or something and I'll be furious. But, you know, they'll make the money work. Or he's going to have to go to MLS or, you know, I mean, I, the Saudi money's real right now. I hope he doesn't take it and go there. I think it'd be a horrible thing if him and Ren, if we had to pretend to watch that league every once in a while when like him and Ronaldo play each other. But at the same time, it's like for all three of those guys up front, why would Neymar come back to this situation? Right? He is hurt right now. He doesn't have anything to come back to. And Mbappe is like said, you know, he kind of like silently tries to force his way out and then publicly say like. No, I love it here, right? I'm from France. It's like, you guys just all need to go to Real Madrid or Barcelona. Pick pick your one. It's better when these, you know, when there's the Galacticos and that kind of thing at this point. Because, like, PSG just ain't it. These guys come in and they're not – they can't get it done at this level, right? They're, they aren't. And, and it's enough thing now. It doesn't feel rude to say that, but they can't. They haven't. It's, it's a matter of – I'm just getting to the point of, like – how can you not subscribe kind of to the theory of 
they just aren't facing good enough competition consistently to be up to that level when they come up against these really good teams. Like right. they, this exactly. just keeps happening. And like, look, I, as a Manchester city fan, I know I'm opening myself up as you kind of, well, you said we might just be two weeks away from the Manchester city one. And we're having this conversation about another big money team in Europe that hasn't gotten it done. But, um, I would say that at least City has in the last few years, like they're getting further in the competition. I know PSG made the final in uh, 2020 and lost to Bayern, but like mm-hmm. City's yep. semifinals, finals the year before, um, beating some big teams along the way, like going to Atletico last year, beating PSG as a matter of fact last year on the way too. Or maybe that was two years ago. I can't remember exactly, but nonetheless, like it's just like them being in France and, they've got this super team of this amazing players, like all of them in the top, maybe not the midfield in this game with injuries, but a lot of their players in the top five of their position in the world, you know, and still it's not done. Like we heard at the beginning of this year, like Galtier, this was the coach. They've made the right hire finally. And it was going good for a while, but you know, you just, we we never know what to think of them because they just, you know, absolutely plow their way through France every year. And then we right. get to this usually a little later than this in the champions league. They usually like at least make the quarterfinals, but yeah, I, I just, they are, they're going to have to figure out something of making that French league just better in general or getting themselves able to face higher competition somehow, some way, because they just aren't ready for it. It seems like when we get to these stages in this competition, man. Yeah, and and it's like what are what are you trying to do here? Like what's the goal? Is it to spend a ton of money and keep these elite players coming in cuz like right now everyone's looking at PSG and going like you guys are an afterthought. You guys are not worth you know, your weight in gold. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it takes it takes like the World Cup for people to look up and be like God, Messi still is incredible, isn't he? And look at Mbappe, right? Like such a dynamic attacking team. You you can't have is the is the worst part of this that they're making Mbappe and Messi and Messi hard to watch. Like is that like the ultimate crime against soccer here? Is you have the two most spectacular players who like can play together, right? Like they dominate the league, but you're making these guys like not worth watching, like. Oh, Argentina's playing today. Okay, whatever else I had going on, I'm probably going to watch, see if Messi's going to do something insane. Oh, PSG's playing today. I'm not watching that, right? I'm, I'm not watching yeah. just a regular I don't PSG need to see them. That's... Yeah, I don't need to see them beat the fuck out of Bordeaux or something. I'm well, and even then, it's like, yeah. And it's, no, no, this isn't really even shots at the French League because this lineup on paper is like, how could you compete with this over, you know, 40 some odd match weeks? right? Mm -hmm. You have Donnarumma, who's a top four goalie in the world. Ramos at the back still has it. Even then you're going up against Marquinhos and uh, the other, the other one I'm forgetting, but Hakimi is an elite level player. Mendez is, you know, is is like a young up and coming guy. Like, and then like you have Verratti in the midfield. This is supposed to be a very good balanced team and uh, injuries, whatever, but they show up and they lose every time. And they, they don't make a compelling case. At least when City goes out, they go out fighting, right? Like <laughs> They go out we, in we, style. I'll give you that much. Well, and they don't I, go we, out with we, a whimper like this. No, like, I mean, 
by and and maybe this is maybe in a week maybe in a month we'll be having a conversation about like this is just Bayern's year man this Bayern team is truly truly like elite right and i think we all think they're elite right but it's quote unquote boring to run out the same players every year right mm-hmm. and that's largely what Bayern does but guess what those players are Kimmich and Goretzka in the midfield and it's guess what they're going to be the best midfield Right. And I think that's part of this too, is just those guys are so solid that maybe Gauthier puts this together, makes a run next year. But I think that's the last, that's the last PSG team. I'm PSG game. I'm watching like PSG, maybe next year, bud. Like we'll see you in August. Maybe sign some guys this summer, get Donnarumma out of there or something. But you know, like you can't, there's no compelling, there's nothing compelling PSG could do. For the rest of the year. Their season's the most, just over. The most exciting thing that PSG does is, you know, sign crazy players in the offseason. And then this time of year when they get knocked out of the Champions League. That's the two time a year I'm like, oh, PSG. Let's see what's going on. Yeah, man. And uh, but I think, well, here, speak, speaking of spending too much money to signing players, I want to get your take here on Chelsea 2, Dortmund 1. Because this was... First time in a long time, I was not able to watch live or anything like that. So we did not have much of a conversation about it. I want to hear what Spencer was thinking about Chelsea 2, Dortmund 1 on aggregate. Well, I was coming alive at Stanford Bridge. I was thinking that since I was watching it before you while you had it on delay, I was thinking that, holy shit, Andrew is going to have a exciting afternoon this is a because this was a roller coaster of a game right this this was this was was the opposite of the game ahead of it i know we led with byron psg this was objectively a fun game i know i can make any chelsea game pretend it was exciting this was this was fun this was a Um, champion this is a game that mattered i mean i'm gonna be real i just want to right away i think the most fun thing to go into because we haven't chatted about this at all let's let's go to the penalties in the second half let's just skip mm-hmm. all the other shit one nil early the, in the second the one half. that hits his hand that one okay <laughs> i let's... don't want to hear anything that resembles it didn't hit his hand and that you that okay go ahead no you go ahead and make your point go ahead I agree that it's a handball. I when I saw it, right, the commentary on Paramount Plus was saying like Oof. they didn't think it was really like what that's else its own topic. Well, like, look, I can agree. Like, what's he? It yeah. was tight, right? It's not like yeah. he. I don't think his hand was like he meant his hand to be there. It was just in a bad spot and it hit his hand in the box and it broke up across. A, like, it's a penalty, right? By the rule, it's yeah. a penalty. It's harsh, but it's a penalty. Um. What I have more of a gripe with, I think, is that um, Havertz misses the penalty, the first one, kicks it, hits the post. He's um, elite. Oh, hold on. Did he miss the penalty or is he elite at hitting the bar in the post? He might be the best in the world at it, and I want his, I want him to have he his might be the he, he might be the best three-post player in the entire world. Um, I'll give you that. Because he, he can hit the bar, too. too. Yeah, he's not just like a right post guy. No, no, no. Left post, bar. He'll do anything. He's, well, didn't that, uh, that offside goal incredible he at, go like, bar down, too? Without a, yes, on the offside goal, he goes an absolute nasty left foot finish, bar down. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm, we're getting off. So that's cool. I'll, I'll repaint the picture, right? So the first penalty goes and hits the post again, kicks out. 
the uh, Dortmund defender comes in, clears it away. And they look back at it and they call encroachment on this, Andrew. And this is right. Look, this is this gets into one of these weird things where it's like a weird rule that I'm not going to say that I completely know. Um, look, there's encroachment on the play for sure. Where mm-hmm. I have a problem with it, I think, is like Chelsea's players are the most encroached players of them all, right? They all run. To me, it's like if they run across, if I'm a defender, I'm going to react to the Chelsea players running. And I get that none of the Chelsea players play the ball, a player that encroached touched yeah. the ball for Bayern. Or Bayern, sorry, for Dortmund. But I feel like you can just, you know, we can all just run off and be encroached and just draw them off. It's like the football thing, the American football thing, where it's like a false start and like the defender jumps across the line. Like, mm-hmm. To me, that's a that's really really harsh, right? For Dortmund, I understand that you're a Chelsea fan, and that's you know you might be more of the black and white. It's the rules thing. I just thought that like yeah. if that's the rule, that's kind of a harsh rule that I'm not a fan of. That's something I really so, haven't encountered before. I think in that sure. circumstance yeah. to give him the second penalty, and I don't know, just as a soccer fan, it didn't feel right. So obviously, I'm I'm excited about the result. What I will say is the thing I'm first mad about is it goes off the post, which Kai Havertz has done a thousand fucking times. But he's peeling. Look at the replay. He's peeling away because he, you know, he got the keeper to go the wrong way, right? He actually, I mean, it's a good penalty. It hits the it hits the post, and like he's unlucky with it. But it's a good pen, right? Fakes the fakes him one way, kicks it hard the other. And really all he needed to do was just a Jorginho little like pass into the side net, but he overdid it, whatever. But he he's not reacting to the rebound, right? Like how many times does like a goalie make a nice save or it goes off the bar or something like that? And all you got to do is be right there and tap it in, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, that. that's my, my first issue before we even get to like the encroachment is like, Kai Havertz, be the first person to react to that ball, tap it in, right? And then we don't have to worry about all this. You are literally the closest person outside of the goalie, and you made sure he went the wrong way. Good job on that. Ball goes off the post, which happens to you every fucking week. The ball goes off the post, right? And he's ready to wheel away over to the right-hand side and doesn't react in time, right? The thing with the encroachment is watching live, I was, like, yelling about it because the people who are the Dortmund Dortmund guys who are running over the line – are the ones who like beat Havertz to the ball, right? Sure. And my personal theory on that is Havertz was the closest guy. He should have reacted first. Like that's what I would have liked to happen. But like, it actually kind of reminds me of like being offsides on, uh, in like NHL, right? In hockey, you can be on the wrong side of the line, but you have to skate back before you can play the puck or do anything. Right. Otherwise it's going to be offsides. And on the second one, when he retakes it, everybody holds, you know, like obviously it already got called and no one's going to go over the line, but everybody was still like, got the same amount of reaction time. Like it was fair on the second one. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I support the call. I, I understand why you would have an issue with it and why it doesn't feel great, but like, if it was somebody else who like, if like, uh, who was it on Dortmund? Um, I'll just throw a name out there. Cause I can't remember. Like if Wolf is the one who like runs in early. Right. Mm-hmm. And somebody else plays the ball out. Right. 
then I get that it feels bad, right? But it's literally the person who gained an unfair advantage by going too early is the one that clears the ball. But you don't think right. he's drawn – like when they showed the up-the-line angle, like Sterling's literally moving before Havertz is even running up. Like Sterling's running across basically. He was Sterling, so Sterling, – Sterling's not a threat to score. Come on. Fair. <laughs> Sterling would have cleared it better than whoever did for Dortmund probably with the way he's been playing. I know he scored in this game, but holy cow. He Let's circle back to his really quick, right? Because <laughs> it was like the craziest thing. I was having to watch this like on the go, so I had the phone out kind of stood up against something and it fell over from that strong breeze of him whiffing on the first shot. <laughs> Absolute it's whiff so on a cross. I think it's in the early in the first half before that goal, right? Chelsea has a corner or something like that. And Koulibaly is up and Koulibaly plays center back and he whiffs with his left foot and it hits his yeah. plant leg. And guess what? My reaction is like, Oh, that's why defenders are great at having the ball in the air and they react well, you know, to the ball in their own box. Not a goal scorer. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be saying the same thing about the dude who's been starting <laughs> every game for City for the past four years, every game for England over the past three years should just be able to put, because like that buildup is beautiful, right? He does it. I told you I, in our text message about the game, right? Like Sterling does three things. He takes two steps forward and like, three steps back on every play he does, right? He makes a great move to separate from his guy and find the space in the box. That's not easy to do. Then he takes a big giant swing and it hits his plant leg. And that's crazy embarrassing. Then he takes a beautiful touch and this fires at home. And it's just like, even when it's, even when it's going well for Chelsea, it's like, hold on, we have to put you through the emotional ringer because Raheem Sterling doesn't know how to finish. And I know you know that, but still man, just brutal. Yeah, and I think uh, we have, I have a couple more Chelsea thoughts. I just want to give Dortmund some flowers in this. I thought they played pretty well across these two legs. Like Chelsea had some chances. Chelsea are on paper the better team. They should be getting through this, I think. Um, but like the first leg, they have, and obviously I don't feel too bad for them. They had so much luck in the first leg with. Um, you know, like all the misses Chelsea had when they could have had mm-hmm. several yep. goals on the road. But like both these goals Chelsea did score today, there there was like a, you know, at least a like bad luck in both of them because the one like Royce does make a nice play and it just caroms back off Sterling and goes right back to him where he can fire at home. And then the penalty, like we said, there's, you know, a little bit of discussion there. But I, I can't say that over the two legs, I think that the wrong team is moving on. I think Chelsea was the better team across these two legs, probably deserved. Um, what about the, let's ask, like, is this, I think what, obviously Graham Potter's kind of crowning achievement since he's been at the club. No, I, like I, the days have been kind of dark leading into this, but I, I don't see how this isn't his just, absolutely biggest moment since he's been at the club right yeah i i think it's it's really inarguable it's his best moment one one it's a low bar um oh what's potter's best moment the time he didn't lose in the champions league and beat Leeds away oh my gosh two games what a run um <laughs> which i just wish wasn't the sad reality of it but um this was, and you've heard a lot of people kind of talk about it this week. This is the first time, like, Chelsea has felt, like, behind Potter, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, Reese James really played well. Um, the formation was like correct, right? For the first time, like they ran it on Saturday against Leeds and they ran it out again here today with the three at the back and the wingbacks pushing. And that's really what makes Chelsea feel like a good team is when you got, I know Reese didn't, or my, my mistake. Yeah. Reese. I'm sorry, I'm completely blanking now. Between the Leeds game, he didn't play against Leeds. He did play today. Sorry. I am on another planet, apparently. But, like, Chilwell was the best player playing over on that left-hand side. Right? I thought the whole game. Cucurella stepped in and did well. And Potter just pushed all the right buttons in this game. Right? Cucurella at left back. I <laughs> Before... Before I wasn't able to watch the game, me and you had a long discussion where you could not believe Cucurella was playing left back. But like he literally left won the like, play- left center, sorry, left center back. And he literally won like player of the match, which I don't know that I agree with. I think it was chill well, and I think you could also make a case for Havertz, who played very well, but he he literally won the little player of the match award that they give out. And that kind of thing with Kulabal, no Tiago Silva, right? If you were like Hey, no Tiago Silva. I'd be like, yeah, well, maybe we go out to Dortmund, right? Dortmund, I think, played well in this game. Um, Brandt going out injured early really hurt, really hurt their attack because they didn't have much. Uh, they didn't have Makoko. They didn't have Eddie Emi in this game. So really, Reyna was the only guy they had that was kind of a big attacking force to bring in. So Brandt going out early, I think, really mattered. But this is a really good win for Chelsea, right? Coming down, I mean coming from a deficit into the champions league and taking it at home. You can't ask for a better result than that, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Um, huge for them. Like you said, uh, not going out early. They're going to move on this competition, but let's, uh, we talked about PSG already as a team that kind of goes out early. Uh, Tottenham, We, I, I, look, we have we talked about it so much last week. I don't think there's a ton new to say, right? They they other, went out. Other than one that, nil. we're right. Yeah. Other, other than mean, other than that, we're correct about them, and that they're just a complete mind mind melt. Um, I mean, they were question. so bad across both these fixtures, man. They were like, granted, I did not see most of the game yesterday, or is it Wednesday, yeah. Tuesday, whichever day. I did not yeah, see most of it because it was on the same yeah. time. It was on the same time as PSG and Bayern, but like I turned it on late and they had said they hadn't done anything. And the <laughs> oh, highlights, I hadn't seen them do anything the whole time. And then no, it, they, it was a, it was it was an under seven minute highlight. Yeah, and then you know they're they're down to ten men because Romero gets sent off in this one, and they turned it on. They had a oh, yeah. good chance at the end where Kane almost beat Mangyon, um, makes the save, and looked like. I'm not belittling uh, Milan. I think Milan's a good team. I think they're a very solid team. And like we've talked a little yeah. bit on here before about the sort of, at least not financially with the report that came out today, but play-wise, <laughs> the like kind of renaissance in Serie A this year. Um, yeah. But like but to Milan, not score yeah. even a goal across two legs, like what's what's going on, man? That can't happen if you're talking. You, don't, you can't not I, score. It's that's so meekly to go out. in human song. Like <laughs> the two teams with objectively like the most exciting attacking players with I think Harry Kane and Human Song and then Kulisevsky throw him in there too right, and then you have Richarlison on the bench who was lighting the world on cup and the or lighting the world on fire at the World Cup right, 
like just just a nothing burger just just toothless from these guys and that's like what you expect is at the very least like all right they may not be fun to watch but when they counter right son kane kane plays a long ball coolest fc makes a nice run like emerson and parasites join late right like these are the kind of things you you expect and i don't even know if i want to be like credit to milan for shutting them down because it felt like spurs shut themselves down right it felt like spurs were just like not up for this like yeah, i don't know we don't really win trophies here let's we're not gonna push for this one right this is silly yeah i I'm with you. I mean, credit to the Milan defense. Like they did play well. I thought they, I thought they were good across these two legs for sure. To keep two clean sheets, you've got to be pretty good, but like, yeah, we're just like, if you're Tottenham, you need to be at a level, right? If you're one of these top in premier league teams, like that want to belong with the big boys and these competitions, right? Like, they did nothing across two legs, almost nothing at all. They, you could count their score, like their good scoring chances with like what, two, three fingers. You definitely don't need to second hand to no. count them. Uh, no, <laughs> it's just, I, I think right. There's a way you can go out of competitions, right? Like I, I think that it could have, we could have avoided a complete nutter disaster for Tottenham. Like this is less of a story maybe if they are competitive and it's just two really good cracking games and, you know, maybe they lose three, two across two legs and like, you'll have some questions about the defense and stuff because like you conceded too many or whatever, but to like not generate anything and just do nothing and just go out one nil on a clusterfuck goal that in front of the net that just kind of leaked in like uh, Milan, like I'm not shitting on them they just they didn't do much across these two legs either attacking like at all like this these these were just two fucking absolutely so boring games and credit to milan they came out on top tottenham i don't know figure it out they should kick both teams out honestly like (laughs) milan like they should just be like you know what we're gonna give you know somebody else like let's give should we just give club bruges another shot like benfica at least are scoring and having fun when they score like seriously that was it was two of the worst consecutive football games. Like I and I know like we lose people on this, especially with like the American like there are really good nil-nil games. There are really good one-nil games, right? Those exist. I know they sound boring, you know. Shout out to the group chat who hates the nil-nil games, right? I get that. But these were two of the worst soccer games I've ever seen. And to tell me these are like two of the best, what, sixteen teams? right whatever level we're at now of in the world it was just like offensive like like I, I honestly i don't think we should even talk about it anymore like milan will go on to be some like <laughs> i'm praying we play milan again we beat them twice and then they do that performance against spurs like i think we go to benfica man 7-1 they just roll over Bruges unless you got anything on I'm, I don't mean to just decide we're moving to the next thing but like no like I, like I said happened, like we stuff we did happened in this other game week. yeah yeah stuff happened Benfica puts 5-1 past Bruges um setting up somebody somebody was making a joke about like could be the Enzo Fernandez derby and I was like yeah could could be more more exciting lines for Chelsea coming to the next round but like is Gonzalo Ramos also going to go for a hundred mil next year? Is my question. Like, guy looks incredible. Yeah, he's been really good for them. Uh, we, like we said last time, we talked about this fixture. This this one was 
you know, basically after a two nil at Bruges. I mean, I know away goals don't count, but this one felt pretty done and dusted at that point. That's that was Bruges' best shot to really get something out of this. They'd been in bad form. They actually fired their manager. Are, are you? Parker. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Are you doubting the great Scott Parker and his ability yeah. to get Club Bruges out of the mid tier of? Uh... <laughs> well, like to be fair, they <laughs> okay, remember we okay. talked in like the group stage and we talked about how awesome they were and that was great, but the. They were. The the clock struck midnight. That chariot turned straight back into a pumpkin because to get pumped seven one across two legs by like no offense to sporting, but one of the on paper after losing Enzo, especially like one of the teams that I looked like, you know, famous last words for me. If we first off city needs to get through, but like we draw them and somehow lose to sporting, like, you know, maybe I'll be on here sucking my thumb in a month, but like on paper that looks like a nice matchup if you're one of the bigger teams left like getting sporting in their last eight and yeah Bruges just didn't have anything in this one man they looked like they were overmatched in what you would have expected of a Belgian league side in this tournament yeah and this is this is the definition of a team that had flown just a step too far right still a really good run they should be happy with this year um they played really well in 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 the group in the group stages. You're completely right about that. I just think Benfica, like, if you're starting to think about like next round matchups, right? If you're if I'm Chelsea, right, take the Chelsea perspective. I'd rather play Milan than Benfica, right? And I'd rather <laughs> like that's an insane sentence. Like, I'd rather take whoever got through between Tottenham and Milan, and Milan goes through, right? But like. To be like, you know, give me give me this European power versus Benfica with I don't know that we're gonna be able to stop Gonzalo Ramos, right? Like they they just sold Darwin Nunez. Was it Darwin Nunez last year that they sold, right? That was him coming out of that team. They sold Fernandez coming out of that team. And they're rolling right now, man. Like that's a that's a at the very least, a group flying coming into this. Right? Whether you think they're as talented as the other team you may be facing or not. Just on form, that is not who you want to play right now. For sure, my friend. And um, I think that kind of wraps up our Champions League talk. And I'm going to use a player you just talked about to kind of segue us to the Premier League because you uh, mentioned Darwin, Darwin Nunez, who (laughs) went to uh, Liverpool. And uh, I mean, the weekend, it was, you know, a while ago, right? But I, I think something important happened at Anfield this weekend, Andrew. Can you do you remember anything? Yeah, it's 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 not often you get a lot of professional football in March, but Liverpool scored a touchdown, and I'm yeah. I'm really proud of them for that. That's, Seven nil. What tough. a boring ass fucking made American the extra, football game. Made the extra point, like, and just ran. The fact that we've had talks in here the last couple of weeks about how like. Man United like feels like they might be part of that title chase. They're on the outskirts, and then they just get absolutely shit pumped for like like. There's a shit. There's a. Have you seen a bigger shit pumping? Like in a game that was supposed to be like even and competitive and fun. This game was supposed no. to be fun, and it turned into a like a mash. It was a mashing. It's his like. My overwhelming thought, I think I tweeted something out like this, was like, holy fuck, bro. That Carabao Cup feels like it happened four months ago. And it (laughs) happened literally a week and a half ago. Like, the quickest I have ever just kind of 
pushed like granted we call it that we don't care about cup like we obviously don't care that much but like holy i I don't care if it was an fa cup or a like i guess winning the league of champions like wouldn't (laughs) timeline work out and maybe that changes it sure but like it could have been the fa cup final if they go and lose seven no to their biggest rival the next like i guess i mean they had the midweek it looked like like an nfl preseason game man seven nothing like golly shoot them in the sun I think just to be a little fair, right? Uh, and I had to watch this game back, right? Dude, just a quick tangent. I got <laughs> I got roped into uh, the night before I had a friend who had a birthday party, and I had been like, you know, can I can I like drink tonight? Will you drive to the wife? And she drove, which was great of her and stuff. But the tax for that was I had to go out to brunch the next morning <laughs> and let her get bottomless mimosas. And this sure. place we went to. There was a guy who was like super obsessed with F1, I guess, that got there before us. And they only had like two TVs at this place. And he (laughs) was like, I asked him if they could put this Premier League game on. He's like, yeah, this guy really like cares about this F1 race that's on. So no, we can't. I didn't want to pull the phone (laughs) out like in front of the wife on like a date. So I missed most of this game. I got home and I was like seeing the updates on my phone like as i'm sitting there eating a brunch burger of like one nil two nil three nil four and i'm like what the fuck is happening how am i missing this right now (laughs) but watching it back tangent over united had some chances in the first half right like this game did look interesting it was one nil at halftime like we'll get into the second half absolute spanking and unraveling but united missed a couple chances i know rashford had a good one um Mm -hmm. like this, this could have been a way different game and yeah just, and, and, and they'll get that Gakbo gets one like kind of close to halftime and then it just came out like a sh- fucking bat out of hell in the second half score a quick goal and then united fold like a lawn chair yeah man they fold like a cheap suit it's bad i was sh- like one nil to halftime it felt like liverpool were one the better team and had the majority of the chances right manchester city ha- or manchester united i'm sorry had a couple of them right in the first half um Rashford's the one that sticks out but like Liverpool was up for this game and you're right maybe it is just a you know a Carabao Cup FA Cup hangover for them like which you wouldn't really expect with a team like this but they haven't won anything together right when you actually like stop to think about it like Rashford hasn't won anything at United right Casemiro's run stuff at Real Madrid but like Harry Maguire's not like this whole group is a group of guys that haven't won anything. Right. When you kind of stop to think about it. So maybe there's some of that, but there's no excuse for what happened in the second half of this game. Um, in absolute undressing Cody Gakpo was finishing with a, I would say scary amount of confidence. He's just lifting it over the goalie running past guys. Like it's nothing like, if Liverpool's going like this, like Tottenham's got to get their stuff together because otherwise Liverpool is going to be in the top four, like today. And you, maybe maybe Spurs would be more comfortable in the Europa League. They certainly want to play like it, but you know, for them to for Spurs to keep top four, Liverpool's they are for Spurs to be like looking over their shoulder at who's behind them. Liverpool is absolutely making a run at this thing. Two for Gakpo, two for Nunez, two for Mohamed Salah. All three guys get two goals in one game, and they put in Bobby Firmino for the absolute walk-off 7-0. 7-0, man. 
I, I know we've said that five so times. Emphatic. It was seven to nothing. It's just, it doesn't, it still doesn't sound right when you say it, right? Like, oh, seven nil uh, is the score when like early season city plays like early season Bournemouth. Like yeah. that's when it's like seven to one. And even then it's like, okay, it happened. This was a demolition. It just, I guess like, you know, I, I think that's, there's questions to ask of United. I think we can get into some of these, right? Like, is there ever, can you remember a season, right, where just three of the big six are so neurotic? Like Liverpool, <laughs> Tottenham, as we've gone through, and like now Manchester United. Like, I mean, I think that if you look at the table, like coming in, and you look Hold at on. it and you say, none, they got none to care more about neurotic than Chelsea. None more neurotic than Chelsea. <laughs> well, with like no offense even to Chelsea, I'd say like we've kind of just settled into Chelsea have just not been that good like now for oh, a I while. And, like, maybe just... they're rebounding. So that's a lot. That's the only reason I don't throw them in is they've just set a kind of a pattern of being like tense for a while now. But like these you... three just they, they don't know what they are week to week. They're just like like we're on here praising United last week. Granted, we don't care like we said about the cup that much, but like we, we gave them their flowers. We're like, they're on the rebound, Tin Hag, and then like this happens. Like, But if you look at the beginning of the season, like where they're at the table, they have a cup. You're like, wow, they must, they're having a fantastic season, but they've right. been like battered. They've been battered by their two biggest rivals away from home. Like we beat the shit yeah. out of them in Manchester City, and now they get the shit beat out of them by Liverpool a week after winning a cup. Liverpool, we, we were killing and saying they were out of the top, for like in their champions leagues over and they're getting slaughtered by madrid a few weeks ago uh, they just, they just need another seven no liverpool just needs another seven no and they're right back in that tie um <laughs> madrid coming up here i can't uh, keep up I, with these three man like do you think the big six get together in like a meeting and basically pep and arteta just look at each other like whatever they're drinking don't drink it because everyone else is insane Tottenham's the most just we either have it today or we don't team I've seen in years. Manchester City looks great or Manchester United looks great and then gets absolutely pumped. Liverpool's been getting pumped all year and then they look incredible. Chelsea has no idea what they're doing. Can't get out of 10th to save their life. Like they must just <laughs> Pep and Arteta must just look at each other like, don't eat anything. Don't handshake those guys. Whatever, whatever contagious disease those four have had, we need to stay away. We they're like the two. Four, we need to put those four at the kids' table. Like we're sitting over. Yeah, here. they're they're like the two successful cousins that like make six figures and are like lawyers, and they go back to their family reunion, and it's just like a bunch of white trash family and stuff. Like they're they're the guys <laughs> that are just like, what the fuck is up, going on here? They pulled up to their family reunion, and they're like in like a. Like a like a newer Lexus, right? They rode there together. The other four are like shooting airsoft guns at each other, and one of them's bleeding, and two of them are crying, and the other ones are laughing so hard they can't even stand up. And there's like, yeah, what podunk? Like, you like, we're all the same. They, we all spend money and try to win soccer. Like, oh, man, yeah. I um, I don't know, man. Like, it's just I I can't keep up with the three of them. I guess let's. Like Liverpool, Flowers, right? I have to put Liverpool still in the category of I don't know what this means. They might go top four, but they might go out and draw against Crystal Palace or something and do nothing right. in the game again. I, I I don't know yet. Let's. I, I have a little more on United before we move along, I think, yeah. just in that. Last point on Liverpool then, and I'll let you get to your United thing. Sure. Is like, this whole second half felt like the first 20 minutes of the Real Madrid game, right? Where yeah. they go up 2-0 and they're flying and they're like – 
they're buzzing and they're pressing and they're running and everything else. So I do think maybe Klopp has found some of that secret sauce, right? Maybe Nunez and Gakpo just kind of get this team running a little bit again. But um, yeah, I, I just, that was kind of the feeling the whole second half had to me was that first 20 minutes of Madrid is like, when it's good, there's, it's hard to be better. Right, their their yeah. good is still that elite elite level, and it's nice to see Salah score a couple of goals. It's nice to see him kind of show that he's still got it a little bit. But yeah, let's talk United, man. Yeah, I, I think like absolutely Liverpool. They're they've kind of becoming this team of moments this year. Like when they're in a good moment, like they can hang with anybody. Um, it's a matter of mm-hmm. when teams kind of respond to that. It seems like, and so from their standpoint, like, right. I I give them full props for taking advantage of a vulnerable United team. Um, like, but that's the thing I kind of want to focus on. Like how, (laughs) if you're United, like you just won this final, right. Um, this is a team I'm starting to believe like his is setting a, I am somebody who has seen this, right. So if you're a United fan, don't come down, like don't jump down my throat because okay. I it would say as a city fan, I see this from city sometimes that they're they're a very good team. If like things are going their way, they're gonna win. Like that Newcastle game in the uh Carabao Cup final, they you know, they never let things kind of get away from them. They kept the game in front of them, nothing went wonky, there were no bad moments, and they just kind of cruised in that we talked about, right? City does that a lot in games. Where City struggles is when things kind of get away from them, when things get kind of hectic out there, the game can get away from City a lot of the time. And it feels like United's kind of a very similar team right now. They look on that same trajectory at like where, you know, they have a couple bad moments and it's two nil really quick. Like they're not doing the Real Madrid thing in Anfield, right? Where they come back in that game. They folded, like we said, they absolutely folded. And it's, it's a sign. And like, I'm more warning United supporters. Like it's this thing I've seen a lot. Like I'm saying it's, it's hard when to have a team, like it's hard to win these big games and win, like like city yeah you can cruise to a title maybe and stuff like across a marathon you're gonna win enough games and have enough of those easy games but like in a sprint like the champions league or something it's hard when you have these moments and you kind of mentally don't know how to negotiate your way out of there do you think that's you know kind of a solid point though that that's similar to the man city model of when the game's good everything's fine for united and they're gonna be fine but when the game's kind of yeah, getting away from I, them. I don't know that I wouldn't put them on city as a, I'm sure you'll be happy here. They're not on city's level yet. Right. They've had a good run of results. They were able to take home the cup this year. Right. Um, they've really made a charge here since the break and they've come back. But when city has the chaos and things aren't going well, it's an outlier. Right. And it looks wrong. Does that make sense to me? Like, when I'm watching like the odd game where we'll just keep using Bournemouth, right? But like Bournemouth really give you guys a hard game, right? It looks wrong. This did not look wrong from United. United looked like they were still like trying their best. It wasn't a Do you think I don't know. So? Like, it, looked, it looked like they gave up to me. Well, I I mean, I'm talking or I'm not talking like five nil, right? I'm talking like when it's like two or three nil, right? I felt like they were still trying to push. They just couldn't get anything going. Like, I think Bruno Fernandez had a horrible game. I think a lot of these guys just had a bad game. But even then, like, a bad game can't be this. That's the thing I think that... that. 
No, like, and that's the thing that Pep does so well, right? And I think I got to see more from United before I'm willing to give them like kind of the Pep treatment on this, right? Is because Pep, even when it looks bad and boring and that kind of thing, he doesn't allow the level to drop really, right? Like if you want to go and beat Manchester City, you have to beat them the whole game for 90 minutes. Otherwise, like they will pull one out late. It's how I feel. Maybe as a City fan, you see it not happen as much, right? But from, from a, from a little bit of a distance from – I'm talking about when it, in, in the league when a team like gives you a tough first half and maybe it's 1-0 yeah. Nottingham Forest. It's like I expect the second half to be a problem for Nottingham Forest. Pep's going to get in there, change some stuff up, right? There'll be one tactical move. Somebody will sub in at the 46th minute, and that game will change. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do – for as good a run as like Ten Hag's been on, I kind of put this on him a little bit. I think the players kind of look like, you're right, gave up. But where was the adjustment, right? We've been hearing a lot about how good the Ten Hag is. weren't great. No, well, exactly. And it's like, and, and I don't mean this as like a, you know, Chelsea has been getting a lot of issues with all their tactics. Everything's wrong. Everything's bad for the past couple, like month, right? And Ten Hag's been getting a lot of praise for everything's being great. Can we just kind of go down to Casemiro has been the best midfielder in the Premier League since everybody came back, and Rashford's been the best attacker since everybody came back? And if those two are going to dip in form as those two go, so go United? Because I don't think I've seen enough from the rest of the team to show me anything, right? Those two, we we talked about when they beat um, Newcastle, right, to win the Cup. It was literally a Rashford goal, and it was literally a Casemiro goal, and the game got shut down because those two were on top of their game. Like, City can survive their best players not having good games. United cannot. And that's really – and, like, Arsenal can. I think it's it maybe might be time to start looking at what really – I think if, if it wasn't the uh, – if it wasn't for the absolute shit-pumping of Manchester United, would have been the game of the weekend – might be the game of the year. Arsenal three, Bournemouth two, from a late Reese Nelson winner. Um, what were you like? What were you thinking when you saw it was like two nil Bournemouth? Because <laughs> I, I have a distinct thought. I want to see if you thought the same thing. I, I saw it scroll across the top as I'm watching the Chelsea game, and I have a very distinct thought. I have another tangent to get on of my weekend escapades if i woke up to watch city and uh, newcastle play in the morning and then uh, i got yes. dragged out to go shop for furniture and so we pull up to the ikea here locally and i see it's one nil bournemouth and then we get inside and i see it's two nil bournemouth and i'm like second half holy shit we got something here like my antenna's up at this point right i see two one almost instantly i'm like okay well you know <laughs> draw i'm thinking draw at that point fine get caught up, you know, have to go design a TV stand and stuff on a computer. Like, look, half an hour later, I see three to Arsenal. I'm like, what the hell happened? 90 plus seven <laughs> minutes. Reese Nelson. I completely forgot Reese Nelson even fucking plays for Arsenal and he's scoring late winners for him. I, I don't know, man. It's starting to just feel like it's fucking meant to be. It's starting to feel like the stars are aligning for Arsenal, man. I'm serious. <laughs> when I... I will say, like, the first goal, and it's always the dude I think of for Bournemouth, is Philip Billing, because I feel like he's been there forever, and he's so tall, he just sticks out as, like, a midfielder. If you watch that goal, that first goal they score in the first minute, it doesn't look real. It's like one of the, like... like, nine seconds. 
I know. It's it's one of the craziest goals you've ever seen. It's just like it never works like that. And like the whole like Arsenal back line just like doesn't play the ball and he just runs in right behind them. Like basically it, it looked to me like the back line of Arsenal, all their controllers died at the same time. It's like <laughs> Philip Billing was just like, Well, I'll go score this. And it's a nice goal, and he played well, but like man, it's such a bad first goal that you know, like to have that to have that basically be nothing for the rest of the game is insane. Like, oh man! Like, it, like uh, if Arsenal scored that goal against Bournemouth, I feel like they would have won ten nothing, right? If yeah. they just walked it in in the first minute and like, poor Bournemouth, man. It's kind of where I come out of it too. But what a goal! Let's. let's I, I want to make sure before we move on to all the bigger implications and Arsenal game of the year. I think it can't really argue. Um, at this point anyways right right now there's there's a lot of season left you guys will play Uh, i I mean i'm not disagreeing with you i just this this game this game of the year is is painful for you this was generally a painful experience for me (laughs) the tv stand i designed looks nice though that's good i was gonna ask um (laughs) but like they go up one now and then they get the second goal right and it's after halftime, right? And that's when I like I'm I'm watching the Chelsea game and it's go oh one nil Bournemouth. But it's like the first minute. So I knew it was something fluky, right? I'm not watching live. When I see it second half, two nil, I'm like, man, if Chelsea wasn't actually like playing right now, I would be flipping this on so fast to see what Arteta's gonna do and how they can adjust and everything else. And like I feel like they just gutted it out, man. Like really gritty, fun, fun game to watch. I, I look. I'm no one's. I'm not. Also, not happy. It's Arsenal getting it, but like a fun, gritty win, man. Really fun game. Yeah, it's it's kind of the opposite of what we said of uh, United this year. Like Arsenal, when the chips are down, they're like they had the one against Aston Villa a couple of weeks ago. Like they're they're pulling these results out, man. Like I said, it almost feels like. You just got some magic about him this year, man. Um, yeah, we're, we're getting to the point where it's pretty discouraging if you're city that it just feels <laughs> like they don't they don't lose these games, man. I, I don't know. It's it's getting it's getting late early, I guess is what you can end on. It's getting late early, man. Doom and gloom with the five point uh, Arsenal advantage here. Um, I mean, no games in hand anymore. You guys are right there. I can't believe I got to pick you up a little bit here, bud. Cause this game was insane. Like I just as a neutral, right. And I, I don't like Arsenal, but Reese Nelson, a dude who like should have been loaned or left a long time ago. Cause I feel like he, we've I had, he was name, there. We've had his name for like years as this like up and coming winger. And then it's like, well, they've got Saka and Martinelli. So it doesn't pretty much doesn't matter how up and coming you are. If you're not one of those two dudes, right? Like, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, as far as like young wingers, you think they would like move on like, you know, Callum Hudson, Adoy style and just speaks to kind of the machine they got running there, man, right now. And it was, uh, it was tough. It was, it was tough. Jack white or not Jack white. Wow. Ben white gets the, uh, gets the second goal. Um, did want to mention Thomas party had Partey had the, uh, uh, Kristen Atsu shirt on underneath. 
and he wore it against Bournemouth and like I think he probably thought I'll score and this will be a run and I'll get to go stand in the corner but like he had the like it was the quickest I've ever seen like an undershirt with writing on it showed because he scored it showed the shirt but was like also sprinting back we need another one yeah 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 yeah. well we need two yeah yeah we at least need another one so it was like I I thought that was like a very entertaining but even then like the they're just focused man like they didn't lose it for a second they gave up one of the worst goals of the season in minute one the worst time to do so and they basically just claw it back and Reese Nelson with an absolute rocket. It was like, a great goal, man. I, that, I, I'm sorry. That ball might still be going. Yeah, I'm trying to pick you up a little bit, bud. We I know. A I'm little sorry. bit there's of probably, excitement here. Yeah, there's got, there's, a, there's there's Arsenal people, even just not Arsenal people, people that don't want City to win the title. They're like probably screaming at their radio saying I'm being an asshole. I don't know. This game was just a kick in the dick to me, man. I got excited. I got my hopes up. It's the hope <laughs> that gets you. And it was just snatched away from me. And just generally, this was a negative experience for me. Like I said, the highlight of my afternoon was that uh, the TV stand I purchased is very nice in my basement. So that's good. Well, you let's, it was right, a better fine. use we'll, of my time than watching this live, Loki. Well, I would have we'll, been we'll really, move, really hurt. <laughs> we'll move to your good morning then when you get another another team located in Manchester, basically just taking all the wind out of Newcastle sales and beating them 2-0. I don't have a ton on this one, man. I, I thought that, you know, City got the goal earlier, uh, got to the lead. They really went into a shell. Like, Newcastle was really, really pouring it on. I was very convinced that it was going to be another one of these, like, annoying 1-1 draws where City just doesn't seem like they're City for a while and they give up a goal. Except, except they're playing Newcastle and they hate scoring uh, even more than Chelsea does, apparently. They do hate scoring. I don't know how they didn't score one, man. And then Bernardo <laughs> Silva comes on, gets a goal super against the run of play. I texted you like, that was, thank God, because that was so <laughs> against the run of play. Makes it 2-0, and that just kind of saw it home from there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Newcastle's a good team this year. As much as we're saying that, you know, they are struggling to score of late, they have been keeping other teams off the score sheet pretty regularly. So to get the three points still, it's a huge result. Uh, Was a little in doubt for a while, and good on the boys. Keep pace. I just need Arsenal to, you know, figure out how to lose again once in a while. Yeah, and I mean, you guys, you have three points that you can just take right off them. Right. You guys have another head to head coming up here. Right. Do you not? Um, yeah. I think we got to wait a little bit for it. But like, I know that feeling of like, what are we even doing here? Right. They're they're kind of running with the season. But like, I genuinely don't think this title chases up. Right. If no. anything, you guys you guys took a better team and basically told them to sit down and stay down. Right. With that late second half goal from Bernardo Solder. Meanwhile, they had to scramble to get. Bournemouth off their back right like and we've all we've all been there where like a lower team like comes up and gives you a great game but um you know a little bit of a chink in the armor that they weren't able to just kind of control the game and and set it down right like if you're just looking at it from that perspective right while it was this fiery crazy win you shouldn't put yourself in that position against Bournemouth man sure like not if you want to win a championship that's that's straight up not the plan Yeah. And I think that, you know, you're correct. I think there's still a race here for sure, because like, like we said a few weeks ago, city go into London into the Emirates stadium and get three points off of uh, Arsenal. And we were talking about that. We thought this title race was over in the other direction. So like, this is going to change. There's going to be twists and turns still to come. Uh, 
lots more story to write, I think, like, in, like you said, including a fixture against one another still at the Etihad. But yeah, just, just kind of a kick in the nuts weekend. I don't know. Even yeah, with the win. no, just it's, it's, and there is something about like being at that six thirty game. And even if it, like, if it, even if it just goes, Oh, like it went well for you guys. Right. But it wasn't, even if it was like three nil and you guys bossed the game, I feel like you'd feel better about this. Yeah. Right. The fact that you're like in the second half, like against the run of play, like, but it was the, you know, cherry on top of that game and they take it home two nil. like that to me felt more like vintage city. It's like, even like kind of like what I was trying to say earlier, like even when it doesn't go well, Pep pulls a couple of strings, makes the right sub. And guess what? Two nil Newcastle. Yeah. Right? Good, good result. Um, but let's look at the bottom of the table here. We got the bottom teams as it sits right now. We got Southampton, Bournemouth, and I'm with 20 up here. I'll read. Uh, but we got Southampton on 18 points. Bournemouth, after their should have gotten out of relegation, um, but could not there. Everton tied at 21 points. Those are 18, 19, 20 with Leeds hovering just above. And then West Ham and Wolves. And then the other thing that's sneaky is like Leicester's at 24 points. Leicester's tied with Wolves. Back in it. Like, this is a fun group here, man. It's so crazy. It's it's a fun group. Like, let's, let's, let's get the energy back up, right? We got teams fighting at the bottom of here, right? We're not sitting down. We're not waiting for draft picks. We're not trying to take Bryce Young one overall. We're we're not tanking for Wembenyana. We're here rolling, and then West Ham absolutely gets run by Brighton for nothing. Um, Dude, uh, yeah, like just <laughs> yeah, let's run through kind of the ones at the bottom, right? Yeah, yeah. that one four nil. Uh, Wolves beat Spurs, which that would be a bigger discussion if we haven't fucking beat Spurs to death the last couple of weeks. I Absolutely. think there's not much. But like, there's not much kick left. Wolves. Huge win for that Wolves. Like, there's not much kick left in the pony though for <laughs> Spurs. But I don't. To go, I, but to not... go three points clear out of a team we thought was maybe right. done, mm-hmm. maybe kind of done. Sure. And... God, I love soccer. For um, that reason. Southampton huge victory over Leicester. As yeah, you talked about them and Leicester sneaky uh, in that relegation zone. The right. Alcaraz, and then Sunday man. we had the new, uh, the new boy Alcaraz scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Sunday. Uh, the draw at the city ground between Nottingham Forest and Everton 2-2. Um, I don't know. Who do you want to talk about? I'll, I'll throw um, it to you. I, as always, want to start with West Ham looking bad, as that's just kind of been my non-Chelsea brand, I think, this year. Um, West Ham is very lucky that United got shit-pumped. Otherwise, I think this would be the conversation. We'd be talking about a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, like... It, <laughs> David Moyes, when he used to coach United, called him like his one favor he's got left. When he coached United and it didn't go well, he's like, he knows one person over there still. He's like, guys, for whatever reason, they won't fire me here at West Ham. I need you guys to lay just the biggest egg of all time. Can you do it? And they were like, I don't know. And then at halftime, word came down. It's like, yeah, we got to do our solid for uh, for our old boy, uh, David Moyes here. But McAllister gets a pen early. Veltman scores. Matoma continues his run. He poked home a really, really nice chance from, uh, I think it was from McAllister. Or no, it was Pascal Gross, who puts a nice ball across. Matoma runs and gets a finish on it. Um, 
And then Danny Welbeck just popping up like it doesn't even matter, firing at home, and West Ham just with nothing. Like, what is going on with this team, man? I know we talk about this every couple weeks, and this is my thing, but, like, what are we doing? What's the plan? Uh, Why are you not finding a manager? Do you get, yeah, like, they, do you want to go down? Like they've look, David Moyes has a lot of money in the bank, but like they've got to start thinking about this. Like this, uh, they could be thrown. I'm, to I'm the beginning mouth. to think they David could, Moyes is in a very committed relationship with ownership. Something, and they're dude. very like, deeply. Well, they could be. I can't think of anything could, else. Out. They could be in the neurotic conversation, like we talked about. Like there's lots of teams. There's a whole another neurotic conversation at the bottom of this table too. I think because they just beat. Forest last week, like four nil or whatever it was, and then they just go out and get absolutely shit pumped this week. Like I don't, I, like you got to start thinking about the Moyes thing, man. Like we're just that's that's where we're at now. Like I know that you like really appreciate all he's done since you've been there, and you've gone through a really great period over the last couple of years. Yeah, but, great like, job, almost getting to Europe. You did it. Now you're well, almost, like they made you, to a Europe. Make it they made. They made it to a Europa League final and stuff. Like I, I think, like I said, he had a ton okay. of money in the okay. bank. But sure, so like, maybe maybe this is the Chelsea and me. You can't like, go down. Not this is the. You can go down. You're getting like shit I'm saying, pumped by Brighton. No, no, I'm saying like as an organization, like as a club, they can't financially go down. Like they in the in that stadium, like in their situation, they can't go down. They can't go down. So like at some point, like thanks, Moisey, appreciate it, but we gotta fucking try something here. <laughs> What, what? Just try. Just try. Like, this team is – and they, they set up the exact same every time, right? They play defensive. They try to hit you on the counter. But it's like a team like this can't come down to is Jared Bowen going to somehow be the best player on the pitch today? And I feel like that's like kind of how this team goes, right? It's like if if Jared Bowen can kind of like convince himself that he's the best attacking player on the pitch – Maybe they'll win two nothing. Who knows? If you know he looks across the line and sees like Matoma, who's been incredible for Brighton. Alexander Alexis McAllister had another really good game and goes, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not as good as those guys." They just like give up and fold, man. Like, I can't, I can't watch this team be the exact same and have so many different results. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it pisses me off. It's like, you guys are supposed to be a good team. You ran it back. You're not throwing out, like, this aging lineup, right? You know, like, we talk about, like, them running it back and having the same team. This isn't an ancient team, right? Like, Declan Rice isn't Mark Noble. I know they had just, like, if it was Mark Noble out there, you'd be like, all right, man, like, get a new manager, get this going. Like, this isn't it. But what are we What are we doing? Do they know? Do they realize, like, they? I think they just might, they must not have, like updated standings. They have no idea. They haven't refreshed. They, they printed out in like week six, like the standings and they just put it on the wall and like, yep, we're fine. Well, those they, might they not be good too because they had a terrible it. start. Well, I know. But week six from last year. That's just been frozen <laughs> forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They think, uh, yeah, if, well, if we automatically qualify, we pretty much went into Europe last year. So nothing bad could happen, right? Right, David? And David doesn't have his hearing aids turned on, so David has no idea. But, like, they have to do something different. Yeah. They have to do something yeah. different. And I don't know what Certainly. that is, but, like, they get Pakita. They get... They're too good. They They're too good Sumaka. to be here. 
You look yeah, at squad, it's way too good to be here. But they don't play like it, and they don't seem to care is the other part of it too, right? Like Bournemouth destroyed at full time. And granted, they had like a destroying time at full time, right? But like Bournemouth fights. Even Southampton picks up a fight this week. Like, sorry, I'm, I'm just ranting because like West Ham just frustrates me to no end. It is frustrating. And I don't understand I, what I you're agree. doing. Oh, um, yeah, they got to figure something out, man. I think just to run through one other one, I think we should, like we gave Wolves a little bit of flowers, huge result for them. But I think we do have to shout out like you said, the Southampton uh, beating Leicester, like you know, yeah, they're putting up a fight here. The their their team of their career mode team of eighteen year olds, they're giving it a fight. They're giving it their <laughs> best run too. Like they're, I mean, they put together a couple wins. They're right out of it again, man. It's so tight down there. So good on them. Uh, like you said, man, we're just in for like it's great at the top. We still have this title race at the top, and uh, there's you name any team between like. 12th and 20th right now and tell me any of them were going to go down i'd be like yeah they might yeah yeah exactly yeah, it's it. like yeah it's like oh man kind of a collapse for crystal palace but it wouldn't be unheard of right like that's the team in 12th that's why i bring it up there but it's like right wolves get a big win southampton gets a big win and it brings them to within four points of safety like yeah, Southampton just has so much work to do. I, I I I think it was a great win for them. I wish it meant a little bit more. I love Alcaraz getting his first goal. Um, they're kind of playing a fun team right now with Alcaraz, Sulemana, James Ward-Prowse, Lavia, all playing together. Like kind of a fun fun team. If it wasn't such a serious horrible time for them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, but no, Lester with Lester with no real bite either. Just another team that seems to just make up their mind what they're going to do while they're out there. Not no plan. Yeah, them and West Ham are having like the same type of season. Like they're both too good to be here, and I don't get it. And I, I know that maybe you want better fucking <laughs> breakdowns than that. I I just we've been doing this for what twenty something match weeks now. I just I don't get it with these two teams. They're both giving me brain damage trying to comprehend what's going on there i feel like lester have to decide if they're creative and fun or not like because they have they have no idea they're like sometimes it's like man we have james madison and all these guys and we can run out and be really fun team and sometimes they're just like ooh, i don't know better see how many woot phase can put in the back of their own net like golly i hope they can i hope they continue to fold like laundry for chelsea this weekend <laughs> I bet you do. You, no, no. Well, hold on. I'm sure Chelsea. No, there's no kind of get right like Chelsea. Like Leeds did not taking advantage this weekend. Incredible. That Ooh. might be the the straw that breaks the camel's back to uh, send Leeds down. You drop points I know. to well, Chelsea, then you drop points to Chelsea. Ugh, you help Chelsea turn it around. Gross. And like, I did hate watching that game. I was like, oh no, it's the first time they've started all three Americans. I, I was texting you during it. I'm like, I'm very worried. One of my favorite American players is going to absolutely break my Chelsea heart. Like Tyler Adams turned on one, like at a ball, it kind of fell to him, like outside the 18 and he curled it. And I was like, is this going to be the time Tyler Adams does the James Ward Prowse impression, even though I've been praying for it against Mexico for years. And it went wide, but it was just like, golly. man, like, uh, But yeah, I think that kind of rounds out our, Premier League talk here just uh real quick we're we're getting kind of long but just real quick a couple things uh outside of England and other places in Europe and America 
Germany's a lot of fun. Bayern, Dortmund, still tied on points. Uh, Dortmund now out of the Champions League, like we said. So, like, more hyper-focused on this title race probably in Germany. So, mm-hmm. going to keep watching there. Uh, kind of on the other end of the spectrum, Barcelona kind of pulling kind of away really away. from Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Like, that one's probably dead. Real Madrid had a draw over the weekend. Um against Betis. Uh, I actually picked up some of that. I, I, I will say like, cause I, I find myself having to look it up, dude. Cause I, like, I don't watch a ton of La Liga, but I'll get on ESPN plus mm-hmm. at like four in the afternoon central time. And it's like, <laughs> there was like a, a weird game. It's like, what is the second half Betis Madrid right now? Like, but like, you're like, it's four and you start doing the math. You're like five, six, seven. And like they kick off at like nine o'clock local time. It's kind of amazing. I wish the premier league did a little bit more of it, oh but like I, I was literally like almost <laughs> like like the sun's starting to go down and I'm still watching Spanish league soccer like in the central time zone in the US. That's kind of cool, but yeah, that title race oh. is starting to just kind of go a little sideways. I, I don't think we're gonna have a ton of fun there, but well, what can you do? We got we got two good ones in England and Germany. And then uh for MLS minute really quick, I just wanted to say that St. Louis City AFC SC still undefeated. Now is that with one there, another one their open. first game? Oh, won the home opener. So two and oh. Two and the oh. way you phrased it, I was worried they had like tied or home opener. Like nope. technically hey, like you said like technically undefeated. I'm like, no, no, no. Undefeated, undefeated. Like even in American sports. Like, like n- never been guys. they've never lost. Never lost. They've never lost. Roman Berkey. Never taken an L. You think he's the greatest goalkeeper of all time? He might be the GOAT. It's completely possible. They had like another crazy shambolic like turnover giveaway like goal that they scored off of. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, like it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I know MLS is like kind of wonkier like that a lot of the time, but it's like, holy shit, the script writers could make it a little bit less obvious. Fuck. Well, and they had a, I, I know I sent it in the, the group message. Like St. Louis was bouncing for this game. Like, yeah, they were up for it, man. Like, they had a oh who is it performing, like getting the crowd ready. Metro Boomin, yeah, Metro Boomin, like St. Louis's own, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm more of a St. Lunatics guy myself. I don't this new crowd just doesn't quite do it for me. Those guys should have been way Nelly, too damn Should have been Nelly out there. Should have been Nelly out there. Nelly's too. See, this is where you make me feel. It's like oh no, Nelly too old. It's like ugh. Doesn't feel right. He's, like, no, he's around town a lot. I don't think he performs that much anymore. He's had a lot of no, shit. No, I, I was thinking about this earlier when we Brandon mentioned uh Usher song. I was like, that whole group is just gone. Like Usher, Neo, Nelly, they're not doing anything. Like Yeah. <laughs> completely unrelated topic, but that's the MLS minute. There we go. But Metro Boomin was there. The MLS Roman, minute is Metro Roman Boomin Bur- had it booming. Metro Boomin had it booming. Roman Berkey keeping, I don't even know, clean sheets, keeping wins, keeping dubs coming to St. Louis. Like, you know, it was, uh, it did look like a fun time. I will say that. Looked yeah, like I was upset. Was- I know I, I teased last week, like maybe I'll get to the game that the tickets were just crazy and we're not making enough podcast out. money. Shrink the game. Yeah, we're not making enough podcast money, so I need you guys to like, subscribe, uh, follow, rate five stars, tell all your friends so I can get a sponsor and they can, you know, maybe a press pass and they can send me to some more of these games because these things are crazy right now. But uh, Absolutely. Do you have to save the like, game or just the concert? What? <laughs> I was asking, do you think you would stay for the games or just the pregame concert? 
Oh, I'd, I'd stay for a little bit of while. I can get behind a little bit of Metro booming. Booming to Berkey? Just, just keep it to Berkey. But like even um going absolutely loud into St. Louis. Just it is cool to see like um because the IKEA we went to, it's right by the stadium in St. Louis. uh, Very, very close. And you could kind of see like the atmosphere even several hours before it was kind of built up. So the city's really kind of accepting. So it is fun down here, man. But uh Yeah. Good to see. Good to see. Great sports town we are here. I I don't want to pat my own back too hard, but we do love our teams and I'm glad to see the city. Unless you like basketball. Which case kills me. Kills me. Zoo they should have a team. Tourney season. Should have. Oh, yeah. Mizzou basketball. There's a thing we all care about. Come on now, man. Come on, man. Um, look, you come on, man. Keep a pro. You, oh, we're this great, great sports town. And I want to agree. I love, I love St. Louis. I'm coming to St. Louis, right? So I don't want to hear any backlash. You should have a basketball team. Because I would like it to be rivals with Chicago. I think it should be more like I love the St. Louis Chicago rivalry. It's one of my favorite things in sports. There should fun. be a Bulls versus you had the spirit of St. Louis. You even had such a good name. The spirit of St. Louis? That's a dope name. Couldn't keep it. I'd I'd agree with you. Let's uh let's, let's sell Adam Silver, man. Should we riot? Adam, let's storm riot. the league headquarters. Get Metro Boomin with us. He'll perform at halftime. <laughs> It'll be great. Roman Berkey is the center. We'll get it going. Oh, look at this. We turned him last minute into just something completely off the rails. Okay, let's... That's my plan. Let's, That's uh... my, plan. my plan for every MLS minute. Make it entertaining. MLS minute game. Not... to talk about St. Louis. That's the only thing. I don't think we've ever said anything this, different. This MLS in, minute brought to you by the St. Louis Tourism Board. <laughs> have you seen the arch by it's visit arch. mo do you like mcdonald's it's like that but not an m it's welcome to the arch. i do think the arch is <laughs> horrible bad time don't go to the arch uh, oh come what on, you're gonna man, want our, this conversation what, what you're gonna want our close personal friends to hang out with in st louis you can have a great time don't go yeah to yeah, yeah yeah let's let's get ahead to things to let's watch go this let's... weekend man anything get any apples of your eyes this weekend coming up in the prim? I know, obviously, we got the other UCL fixtures to look forward to next week, also. But uh, mm-hmm. what about more? I was going to say closer to home, but closer to home if you're Manny from Manchester or whatever. Yeah, I, I think I think we're kind of looking at maybe the game of the weekend here. Maybe, man, it's a tough. It's a tough kind of. It's, it's one of those weird, like every team's every game. Yeah, like, equally every game teams. has an important game, but not like it's kind of going to be like whoever has the better performance of like Everton plays Brentford, right, and Leeds play Brighton. Those are the two not top six teams you do not want to play, right? So it's kind of like okay, whoever can t- in this nine o'clock window, it's like who's going to be more likely to take points here, Everton playing Brentford, Leeds playing Brighton, or Nottingham Forest versus Spurs. I think low-key, like, Nottingham Forest Spurs might be a fun, like a really fun game. Yeah. Um, I think the argument you can make for Leicester-Chelsea is that it'll be a very painful game. Um, I do not like playing them. But even, like, um, it's, it's it's a good – it's an interesting slate on the whole. Picking out a a showcase game is really tough this weekend. But where, where would you go as your uh, – 
I think if I'm leaning one way, and this isn't just because the title race, but I think Arsenal going away to Craven Cottage in Fulham is a tricky game for them. So that is kind of fun. But uh, like it's really it's a good one of those good weekends to like, you know, start somewhere, keep your app open, see what's happening the other games and just kind of flip around, like keep that controller nearby and just flip to whatever game (laughs) is kind of catching your eye. It's one of those. It's it's a a peacock weekend. It's like whatever games on TV is almost kind of punished by that because it's like, oh, I do like. I can tell you right now what what I'll be what I'll be doing what I'll be doing at nine o'clock is watching Leicester Chelsea live on USA and then having my laptop pulled up and I'll be streaming Peacock to see where else my attention should be. Got to stay hot on the cock this weekend for sure. My friend. I think it's a weekend to be all over the cock. All over the cock. I'm with you. You got to And Sunday too. It's a two day. It's a two day cock day. Right. Don't be too sloppy on the cock though. Keep your cock game. No, don't be ready. Yeah. And (laughs) yeah, you don't want to blow your cock load on, uh, on Saturday, there's Sunday games too. You got four games on Sunday, more than normal. Um, but yeah, I think I'm out of uh, cock-related puns, so that'll be that'll <laughs> well, be that's fine. I think that's the Premier League, <laughs> uh, Champions League. Like I said, there's Porto, Inter, City, Leipzig on Tuesday next week, and then Big uh, Napoli, draw. Frankfurt, Real Madrid, Liverpool, Liverpool seven nil away incoming. Maybe I don't fucking know, but. I'm just, uh, I just, I'm starting <laughs> to get that weird anxiety of like, what if? Yeah, we ch- fuck let this me up? let me let me explain a little bit about my guy Spencer here. He had he didn't even have a bad weekend with sports, but he had a busy weekend. City just took care of business, and then Arsenal have this like, oh, is it all coming together moment, right? So that kind of brings him down, and now he's faced with his personal problem right which is the champions league in manchester city and it's just i'm not even trying to shit on him because I'm, I'm trying to keep him positive trying to keep him keep his head above water here but that first snorkel. that first part of the draw did not go real well for city and it did not inspire literally any confidence as you heard us talk about on here so i know my guy spencer he is getting ready to shut it down and be a little glum, and I don't like it. But like we've said, all been there. The we hope all have to our get sport. you, man. Yeah, got to stay level headed. He, right now, what he's trying to do is force all the hope out. But the problem is, the hope is in there, and he thinks always this team back. is really good. You've Erling Holland, KDB, Pep. You got the best manager in the world, and you can't quite clear all that hope out. And that's what he would like to do. He'd like to squeegee all the hope out so it doesn't hurt, but. You can't. That's why we love this sport. Yeah, we'll have moral. Di- we'll have mental dilemmas coming up next week, but we'll we'll kick that can down the road for now. All that trauma, hopefully. Um, yes, let's kind of wrap this up. Kind of bring her home. Yeah. it's time for quick post game pine. I think. What do you say? Yeah, man, I'm down. I'm All down. right. It's uh, it's my week, right? And I, you know, I was spitballing here, and I was really thinking of going like the March Madness angle here, but I was like, mm-hmm. uh, we don't really know the f- complete field yet, right? Like, we haven't had a chance to look at brackets or anything. We'll be recording again next week, so I felt like maybe you know it is your week, but that's maybe a good jumping off point for that next week. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, but like you know, sometimes, by all sometimes means, your boy don't, likes don't... to get creative. Sometimes I just get ah. in get in the zone. By all means, all don't put yourself into a box. <laughs> 
by all means. So I, I kind of have decided to pivot throughout this. And I think that I'm going to go to one that I, I've heard a lot of places, people kind of debating this one over the last few weeks. And um, the people they're dying to know, Andrew. Ready for it. Are you a morning shower or a night shower guy? I'm a morning shower guy. I'm not opposed, not opposed to a night shower. Um, but I've, I, you're right. I, I have heard a lot of conversation about this. Mm-hmm. I'm not a coffee guy. Okay. Right. Which seems unrelated, but the morning shower is my coffee. Right. Kind of like there's a no, call. there's no world where I could perform any tasks in the morning having not showered. There's no okay. chance. Like there's, there's not a world that exists and you can't double shower to me. What are you going to shower, go to bed, shower? No, that's for, I mean, I think it depends on the day, right? Like if you like hot, well, so like say, you know, if it's, I'm not going to say my thoughts on this yet, but like, say you shower in the morning, it's like hot (laughs) summertime, you're out, you know, all day, just swampy, disgusting. You get home and you like lay, you never had the ones where you like, you lay in bed and you're just like, I feel disgusting. I need to like rinse off real quick at the very least. Like, I think that's a fine for a double shower, but, uh, Mm -hmm. See, and I, even I then, go to, go wash your sheets. Go wash your sheets. Yeah, this is a weird thing where it's like people don't want to wash their well, it's sheets. Too close to bedtime, then. No, no, no. What what I'm saying is like wash your sheets more often is the pro- is the solution to this problem. Yeah, but like right? we're men, we don't remember to do that. I do. Good I don't you. remember always <laughs> to take it out. The problem is I'll, I'll go to wash it, and then I'll be like, "What was I gonna do?" And it was like, "Isn't nah, that the worst nothing. when you you lay down? You're for so bed, ready like, for bed, and you're just fuck. like." My sheets are in the washer. I'm going to fucking die, dude. Oh my but God. Not, but I, w- I would never trade that for an every, for an every night, even when it's technically unnecessary night shower. No shot. Can't do it. All right. So I'm going to fall on the night shower, right? But I will say I am a night shower guy only because I am such a horrifically bad morning person that it like I, I used to in high school, I used <laughs> to take the morning shower. Like I was the morning uh-huh. shower. Guy. It's the same kind of thing you're saying. It was like, wakes me up in the morning. I wasn't like doing coffee or anything at that point in high school. Nowadays, like buddy, I have to be like out the door, like out the door, backing out of the driveway by 7am or I'm going to be late in the morning. And I wake up at like 642 every day. Like there is, I am very fine on the margins. I cannot force myself to get up any earlier in the morning. (laughs) And so it's just by necessity, I've become the nighttime shower guy. I think I still like great, great example. Circling back to soccer a little bit on uh, Saturday morning, I woke up really early, had like a funky dream. Can't remember what it was about, but it kind of like fucked you up. Like one of those, you wake up kind of fucked up. Like what the fuck, dude? What was that? What are we (laughs) Is everything okay? I'm okay, but like, what's going on? Why do you see a fucking therapist? Like, what the fuck? But I I also don't remember what it was, but I'm distressed, kind of. I'm fucking anxious. It's the worst way to wake up. Why am I sweaty? (laughs) Well, oh, so you wake up sweating. So you're not, so you're just just a gross all day. You wake up sweating. No, no, that's that's what I'm saying. This this was for morning shower. This Ding. was a Saturday point for morning shower. This was Ding. this is what I'm saying though. This was a Saturday morning, and this was like the city played at six thirty, and I woke up at like five thirty eight or something, and I was like, "Well, 
I tried, I tried to go back to sleep right away. And I was like, you know, no fucking a little anxious and shit. Like, fine, I'm just going to get up. Like, it's not even worth it now. Like, but once it got to the point of it was like, you can sleep for 20 more minutes before you need to wake up. I was like, let's just get up. I'm awake now. Took right. the morning shower. Felt amazing. Like really got the day going. I, I, uh-huh. I unequivocally agree that morning showers are superior. It's just that practically I just can't fucking get there, man. And it just that that extra 10 minutes of sleep for me in the morning is just more worth it that practically I've just by almost necessity of my body become a nighttime shower guy. I think even, okay. One, I think this sheds a lot of light on the, um, I'm not going to be joining you for that 6.30 a.m. soccer match unless City is playing. It's actually all coming into focus about you, and it's like, oh, no, that makes... Horrifying. Yeah, of course, because you don't do anything to wake your body up in the morning. You're just like, I don't know if I'm not up and not up. I'm not going to throw water on it and make it respond. It's like, no, I'll roll back over. We'll watch a highlight later. It'll be cool. So that makes... It's coming all coming into focus. Makes perfect sense. Um, I'm jealous of it a little bit, to be honest. The... The morning shower, like I, if I don't shower in the morning, I don't know what to do, right? Like my day hasn't started yet. I'm not saying I'm getting up and if Chelsea's at the 630 game, right? If I'm waking up at setting an alarm, it's probably for 628, right? So all I have to do is hit the thing, roll over and, you know, go watch the game. Right. But that doesn't count to me as getting up. All I'm doing is moving from my bedroom to the couch to watch this game. Right. And even if I fall asleep in the middle of it a little bit, it's okay. Right. I cannot leave the apartment for more than taking the dog outside, having not showered. Anything else is insane. Fair. So like I I will delay the morning shower when I don't need to wake up. Right. Like I can watch the soccer game and not wake up. Like I, I, that's exactly what happened this last weekend. I woke up to watch the city game. And I slept through most of the second half and I was happy to wake up in time to watch the Chelsea game. Yeah. But if I had showered, the idea of sleep is just completely gone. Fair. I I just, just sleep, man. I like, if my sleep is just wrong, like my day is just so fucked from the beginning. Like I just, (laughs) I, I am, I have become like kids is starting to become like a conversation between my wife and I, and I just have so much like, don't, don't run with that too far. It's like, we're starting at the point, like, we'll just, we'll just publish the podcast. Sounds good. We're maybe, (laughs) yeah, we're maybe getting, (laughs) we're maybe like, maybe we should do this at some point soon, but like, I have so much anxiety about like, cause you hear all like these parents be like, yeah, your sleep schedule is just fucked. And I'm like, I will be the worst human being on the face of the earth <laughs> if I'm getting like three hours of sleep and going to work the next day. I will be the worst human being on the face of the planet. Like just uh, the worst person. I, I, I'm so I have, worried about it. One, I have faith you'll adjust. Uh, I don't think out of I can, dude. You absolutely will. Humans have evolved past this, Right. You never hear of being like, yeah, no, I had to give the four-year-old up for adoption. We just couldn't get the sleep thing figured out. It's never happened, <laughs> right? One of you two will rise to the occasion. Oh, That's yeah. how this, one of us this two this will rise works. to the occasion. I the the one may rise without me because I might get fucking divorce papers because I don't ever <laughs> do anything because I'm the worst ter- human being in the world. I I, I don't for love the years. negative. I don't love this negative future pressure you're putting on yourself about waking up for a fictional child, which may just sleep through the night. Um, 
bad bad juju on that. I'm going to go ahead and just throw a flag there. No shot. Um, first of all. Second of all, it doesn't solve anything with your night shower insanity. It's like you're complaining about being not being able to wake up in the morning, but you also didn't throw yourself into hot or cold water for eight minutes and get your whole day figured out. Like I said, right? mentally, I need that extra 10 minutes to sleep. I don't, I understand that this does not make sense to some people mentally. For some reason, the difference between me waking up at six 30 versus six 40 is monumental in my brain. I don't know why it is, but that's just, that's how my fucked up brain works. And it's just like, yeah, I need, even though this alarm is going off and I could get up and get a quick shower in, right? Like I need to hit snooze and I need to sleep the extra 10 minutes and then be like so <laughs> fucked and so rushed and be almost late every single day it's it's not i don't know man i i've said before like i, I just think i i'm a very bad procrastinator at times and i but i work so well under pressure that it's like if i wake up at 6 30 like and actually get up like i'm going to be rushed out the door anyway because i'm gonna like take just enough like i just just enough put off the gas like with the shower and stuff and chill like it's just knock it out the night before get the speedy gonzalez routine out of the way and just get out the door and go about your day take a take an espresso shot to the face and you'll be fine here's here's the here's another question let's keep peeling back the onion here um are you a one alarm or two alarm guy i am how many alarms do you go to bed one alarm, but I snooze twice. Insane. <laughs> Insane. You need to have dual alarms. It's you're stressing me out, man. Of course you're no, not getting up on worst. time. It's the worst oh, thing what? ever. I, I no. I've tried especially it. Especially if it's I hate it. Especially if it's just on your phone. Oh. So many things can go wrong. You can somehow for no reason that's that first alarm just gets muted or shut off and now it's nine forty five oh, yeah. in the day and because and now you're holding you get got once right? in a while. You get you get got See, once you, in a while. You just I just can't live that dangerously, man. I am a two alarm and I set them at because like snooze is what? Like eight minutes, nine minutes on your phone? Nine whatever minutes it is, on right? an iPhone. Nine minutes on an iPhone, right? I set an alarm for seven eleven and seven fifteen. So every like four minutes until I am at work, I'm getting a little like, hey, make sure you're still on time. Make sure you're still on time. Right? Like Otherwise, I 100% will. There's no doubt about it. Not be on time. Right? So I am I am getting a little buzz on my phone every four and a half minutes until I get to work, which I know I, I is not great. But also, that is the only thing that works. If I don't, if I just like shower, start brushing my teeth, just kind of going about my morning, right? If I don't every four minutes get a little like, hey, man. Are you doing stuff or are you sitting there? There's no shot. I'll never be at work. It'll be yeah, a horrible see, time. I, I just, I don't know. Like I said, I'm fucked up, but like I, if I've tried the multiple alarm thing, if I like hit snooze and it goes off two minutes again, like two minutes later, it goes off again. And then two minutes later, it goes off again. I'm literally unplugging my phone from the charger and chucking it through the wall. I would freak out for some reason. The nine minutes like gives me enough time because normally what I'm happens? I'm gonna start calling I you I, every day at seven at six forty one. Just piss I me. will literally block your number. 
<laughs> but like actually, that is normally, the end of the podcast. What normally happens? You don't give Spencer hit... his six forty two. Oh my god! <laughs> it's literally set up. I think it's like six twenty four is up my start at. So it's like the last one goes off because normally what happens? It goes off at six twenty four. I like have a ha- I snooze half sleep for the nine minutes. It goes off again at like six thirty three. Yeah, and then I'm awake from six thirty three and about six forty. I'm like. Okay, I need to get up. And then that like 642, it goes off. It's like, okay, you have to, now you actually have to get going. Get up, get the teeth brushed, get some clothes on your body, throw some breakfast down your neck and get on the road. Just an insane way to start your day. It's probably not healthy. Okay, I don't think what I'm doing is super healthy, but it is the only thing working for me. And I am by myself here. So I am not (laughs) adhered to anybody else's schedule of like, because that's the other part of it, right? Like you talk about Linda giving you a hard time. Like if there was a little, if there, if your phone was going off every four minutes until you got to work, I don't know that that flies for anyone else. It doesn't bother me. And my dog doesn't say a whole lot about the morning routine. So. Well, that's um, the other thing, right? She, she works quite early sometimes. Like she'll start at 5.00 AM someday. She has a very nice. erratic schedule. So this morning, great example. I was actually up earlier. I could have had a morning shower today. I chose to be lazy instead because I woke up at her alarm <laughs> and she does the, this is probably why I don't like the uh, multiple alarms thing. She does the multiple alarms thing and she'll have sure, like four okay. go off in like eight minutes and it'll be before I need to wake up. And I'm like, I wish that I was a single person right now in these, in these eight minutes, because this has been the worst eight minutes of my day in my day <laughs> of my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst eight minutes of my whole life that I've been. We have had eight great okay. years, but these eight minutes were not, I would not put this on the highlight reel. That's hilarious, man. Uh, <laughs> no, m- multiple alarms over here. And then progress alarms throughout the morning just to get to work. Otherwise, you know, it's it's a huge problem. Well, like progress I, alarms. Also, I not. Want, a, I, I I just want to prod a little bit on that. Like, do you mean? Oh like, no no no! Have... It's the same. It's a, like when I wake up, I do mm-hmm. not like alarms stop. I am snoozing it again, right? Because I need the little every, every like four and a half minutes, five minutes. I need it to buzz, or I will. While you're up. While I'm awake, right? This is including like you're like shower. up out of bed and I'm you're in the shower. Yep. And it's going reach, off. Reach too. over. Oh shit, I'm running a little I'm running a little bit behind. This is mania. If I don't no man, because any anything else doesn't work. Anything else is a problem. Anything else is it's nine thirty, where are you? I Everything think this is, is a huge crazy problem, man. I think your morning routine is the bad dream I had the other day that woke me up in a cold sweat. Like that's, I think I, I, think I, I just had, and I think I must be stressed out hearing you being like, I have 18 minutes to leave the house and everything <laughs> will be fine. Like, God, man. I do not. Nobody, nobody pounds those 18 minutes. Like I do, man, like teeth that's, brush, that, do no. the hair, get a breakfast in, get a coffee. You're, and I, you're, I do. you're tricking, you're I'm tricking regimented. your body into a high performance morning. Right? I just have to throw out, myself no, hold into on. the out fire. Of, out of necessity. Yes. Also, a shower. Just throw yourself into the shower, and your body is now awake. Now you can function as an adult because you either had hot or cold water blasted out of you. Yeah, but now, now I've wasted six to eight minutes. Yeah, wasted cleaning yourself. So not an endorsement for you. I cleaned though. myself the night before. It's fine. Then you slept all night. Ugh. Unless you, like, sure, you have the oh. weird, like, 
sweat have, in your sleep type thing, fine. But like, you know, for the most sure. part, your sheets are clean. You you gave yourself a nice scrub a dub dub the night before. I wake up smelling and, nice. And I and I I get that, right? I, I get the idea behind it. I also am anti night shower because mm-hmm. shower is so associated in my brain with like waking your body up. The idea yeah. of showering and then going to sleep does not compute. Can't do it. Right? Like you that's the other part it, right? of it. No, that well, that's the other part I meant about like calling a shower like basically my morning coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Is I also like can't do it like, hey, if I'm say it's say I'm trying to go to bed at eleven, right? I work out, I do something else where I need to shower. I gotta shower at like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Otherwise, like I don't have time to be tired again. Showering yeah, is just you, how I wake up, apparently. You gotta time it right. If you do it too late, then it sometimes becomes a problem, but I, I try to get one in around like 10 at the absolute latest. And then like, honestly, like, you know, maybe somebody in the comments tells me you shouldn't do this. I just, you know, uh, absolutely smash like a melatonin gummy before bed. And then I'm out like, a oh light, yeah, like, for sure. Later, so, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a nice little system at this point, but I, I think we've run long enough on the shower talk as I look at the clock because now, as you've mentioned, like, yeah, you gotta time it right and stuff. I'm like, holy shit, it's getting late. I my my timing might be off for tonight because I still need the night shower off. tonight. <laughs> Meanwhile, my night's free. I haven't done any dinner or anything yet, so you know that'll be great. And I but... still need dinner too, man. We're we had to you know have that super fun experience on NHL 23 <laughs> earlier before we got on. As, I'm as glad always. we did that. I'm glad we just got absolutely just <laughs> no spit no lubed railed right before we get on here but I, I think we didn't let that just you know totally derail the podcast i think we had a good one here man so uh looking forward to the games this weekend ucl hopefully it's not a sad boy pod for your boy next week when we reconvene and then is that tuesday so, right i think sorry not to, tuesday i do believe you guys are yes. tuesday you got the early cut all right i think mm-hmm. we do a pod that night i think we get the full range of spencer emotions yeah, 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 that might be the the play because we like we said you're you're here the, the weekend after, so we'll go, we'll have something going on. I haven't figured it out exactly yet, but figure out something for that. But well, we'll get you. We'll get the schedule. Something. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. We'll uh, kind of keep you updated on there at Fish Fries Pod. Uh, whatever platform you're listening on, give us a like, a subscription, a follow, five star review, yep. share, tell your friends. Tell your coworkers, tell your cousins. Yeah. Go to the rooftops and scream. Yeah. Absolutely. All that stuff. Fly behind a plane. All that stuff. Like I said earlier, you guys do that. Then I can start, you know, going to maybe some SDLSC games, but I don't have enough money right now. So (laughs) true. I think that's all I got, man. You got anything else you want to empty out or, uh, it's called. I'm all good, buddy. I'm ready to go. I got a shower to get to, so that's music to my ears, man. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week. I'll I'll talk to you later, man. See you, bud.